This is the Horse Radio Network. This week on Heels Done Happy Hour, we're talking to an equestrian internet celebrity that could very well be the next hot horseman of the year. Some riders are using resistance bands while they're in the saddle for training. And we'll discuss when you see someone doing something sketchy, at what point is it appropriate to say something about it? Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome Welcome to Happy Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Sally Spickard. I'm Jess Payne, and welcome to episode 26 of Heels Down Happy Hour. It's been a year, you guys. Yay! I can't believe it. I mean, we've done, we've talked about a lot of stuff in a year. Isn't that crazy? I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Justine's, like, <laughs> you just up with a lot of a t- for a year. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Jess, <sighs> our first episode, you were announcing that you were pregnant. Isn't that crazy to think about? Oh, that's right. You were what? just telling the world that you were pregnant. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. And now Hudson's <laughs> like, teething. Hudson didn't Hudson. even have a name. We used to just call him Pain Baby. Baby Pain. Oh, yeah. Pain <laughs> Baby. Oh, we've come a long way in a year, guys. I know. Now he's like a, a real live breathing thing. <laughs> so. Oh, he's a monster, too. He's like on his little truck with Nolan. Have you seen the pictures of the two of them in the vehicle together? I have. Oh, my God. So cute. Aww. It's crazy. <laughs> she got on the hood today. I was like, wow, <laughs> when he starts running, you're going to be in trouble. You might want to be in the seat, dude. <laughs> uh, too funny. So, All Justine, right. what's what's the drink of choice this week? So, since it's hot and it's the end of June, I figured we needed, like, a really good summer drink. And it, uh, it reminded me of when we drank that Chardonnay in Kentucky, Jess, because I know yeah. you and I. We're very much on the same wine page, like not really a big white wine fan, but we'll drink it when it's really good and it's really hot, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know the brand Dark Horse, um, which is a winery. They, I like it because it's, it's a cheap bottle of wine. Let's be real. Yeah, but But I've only had the red. I've only had the red too. Their red is actually like not bad too. I like it. They do like a nice, especially for the price point. Yeah. And it's a great, it's a great gift, especially for like your horse girlfriends. Cause it's yeah. like kind of horsey themed and the wine's not bad, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, so they are doing a new thing this summer where they're now making their, they've released their rosé in a can. Like it's in a what? can, like, like a beer. And I'm actually, I am drinking it right now. I poured it into a <laughs> wine glass though. Nice. So yeah, class it That's up. much classier. Class it up over there. <laughs> But it is, uh, it's awesome. I mean, is like if you're on the, I love a good rosé. Is it dry? It is. sweet. Okay. I mean, it's okay. like a little bit sweet, but it's mostly dry, which is why I, yeah. think I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's, it's awesome that you could put a, like a six pack of it in your cooler and like go to the horse show <laughs> or go on a boat or you know what I mean? Like it's so much easier to drink that way. So, so when you find, say so when you find my diaper bag and there's a can of his formula and then a can of <laughs> my rosé, I'll be set. As long as you don't get them confused, it's all good. They also yeah. make box wine too now, it looks like. Yeah, box wine's we all, becoming a thing. It is. I remember I used to work in a restaurant and we would use boxes, the Franzia boxes. Yeah, and yeah. Like we would use that for some of our recipes or whatever, but that now it's like a thing to actually drink that wine. <laughs> that box. Had, my sister in law <laughs> loves her some box wine. 
Just but it's like, it's not like an embarrassing thing anymore to like it. No, I, just, no. <laughs> yeah, I like, I don't I know just, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's awesome either way. No, the wine is getting better in boxes. I just had, a, we went to like a barbecue at a friend's place a couple weekends ago and they had a, um, it was like some organic box wine from Whole Foods, you know, yuppie, yuppie crap, but it was rosé, <laughs> rosé sangria in a box and it was really good. Real? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, so go to Whole Foods if you want to spend too much money on it. But um... like box wine in a horse show, that's like the best thing in the world because there's no broken glass. It's yeah. like more than a bottle. You know, there's more in there than a bottle. I mean, it's it's a win-win situation, guys. I'm liking this new rosé can. I'm gonna have to try I'm that one. Say, out. I'll the report can back. Nice. Yeah, I'll report was, back. I want to know how what you think about it. So I will. So as you guys know, this episode is brought to you by Eco Gold because we love Eco Gold. And if you haven't seen yet their new marketing campaign, uh, oh. Eco Gold, have oh you seen? Oh my gosh! I know they exactly have, what you're about to say. The colors. Yes, they have. They've released new colors, and they're like very hip, very cool, subtle colors. Oh, so like, gorgeous! I gotta say, so, I love the slate. So this, me like, too. Yeah, it is so sleek. It is like this beautiful gray, purple kind of like just beautiful i just i love it too like i would love to see it on a gray horse and then they also have the olive which i think i'm gonna buy honestly i like i was gonna say that would look really good on mikey because he's chestnut yeah i think i'm gonna buy it so because it is it is a really just it's a really pretty green it is really pretty and it stands out hard green is hard too to make look good and they did a really good job of making this color really classy and understated i think and I feel like you can't find a color like that anywhere else. No, exactly. So no. It's just like it a really bad out. shade of green. Yeah, yeah. Like it really stands out. So it's it's pretty cool if you guys haven't seen it yet. You go olive, I'll get slate, and then we'll see how we'll go to horse shows together like that. I like it. <laughs> it's a good plan. Perfect. So if you guys want to check it out, you can always go to eaglegold.ca. All so- right. Sally. I was just really, I have like a little bit of a mini soapbox to go on. So I was just like chomping at the bit here. Okay. So news, my news for today is that once again in the news is a dog chasing a horse at a horse show. And this one happened to be Andrew Nicholson, who's one of the most famous event writers in the world. He writes for, formerly writes for New Zealand, or currently does, I don't know. Anyway, so he was show jumping at uh, Bramham in the UK or over in England. And there was a dog that came out and literally like there's a picture of it. And the dog is underneath the horse biting at its ankles as it's taking off for a fence. Are you kidding me? No. I didn't even see that. It's, oh, it's it was crazy. on Horse and Hound, and it was like they interviewed Andrew, and he said um, that the dog literally appeared between the horse and the fence he was going to jump, and he had to can't the horse had to canter over the dog and jump a big oxer into the triple, and that was the fence that the horse had had down, and so Andrew was like talking about how he was concerned that he wasn't stopped so that they could catch the dog or what have you. Yeah, of course. So it's just annoying to me because like. Obviously, dogs and horse shows go hand in hand, but it's just. But I mean, there's the a one thing a to not. Leash, man. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and the biggest problem, I mean, that's when, honestly, like my big horse, he kicks really bad. Yeah. And that's like part of it. I'm like, you know what? You are going to get killed if you're right. like, so it's not even, yeah, you got in way and like that's a whole nother thing, but you don't know which animals and like which horses right. are going to kick. And or which dogs is- aren't smart enough to get out of the way if there's a hoof coming their way, you know? Well, and like any kind of like little dog, 
I mean, honestly, like we have uh, my husband's dog, Bacon, chases loose horses, which is yep. the worst habit on the planet. Yep. But yeah. It's horrible. So mine jumped out of the stall one day. Mine is, I'm known for a little bit of loose horses around the barn sometimes. It's terrible. <laughs> but that time he jumped the wheelbarrow. Like it wasn't even oh my, my fault. God. Oh my God. That's happened to me before. It's happened to me too. I could kill him. And so he like jumps the wheelbarrow, like goes down the laneway and bacon goes running after him. He turned around and kicked him twice. I thought he killed him. Oh Oh, my God. Terrible. Twice when the dog went flying. And so it was the most horrific thing. We're at Rolex when all this is happening. I'm like, he's about to go in dressage. I'm like calling the vet. I'm like, if you call my husband and tell him his dog just died by my horse, (laughs) I'm going to kill you myself. (laughs) The poor vet was like, oh, Oh, but I mean, it's such like a serious thing that like, it's so bad when loose dogs, like, and this one was Mm -hmm. on our property. I mean, they live in invisible fences and stuff, but right. At a horse show, it's you don't know which ones are going to kick, and it's so dangerous that ugh, I feel bad one for Andrew, but yeah. yeah, what if the horse or rider gets hurt? I mean, it's just so many different scenarios that are terrible. It's that not worth it. <laughs> to, I no. mean, horses horses are unpredictable enough themselves. Then when you add the like to the mix, yeah, the the wild loose dog <laughs> to the mix, it's just crazy. I would if I were Andrew, I'd be. I'd be pissed. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, soapbox over. Put your dog on a leash. Sorry. Yeah. Put the dog <laughs> on the leash. I feel the same. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Justine, do you have something lighter? Or are you? I, I can't wait. I love your news stories. They're hysterical every time. Can't oh, wait. Gonna, what is it this week? Love this one. It's all about, I'm bringing it back to manure. So yes. we're going back to Here food. we go. We're so mature. This is the saddest story, though. It's a sad poop story. All right. Who so has sad poop stories? The Daily Mail wrote this story about this poor 10-year-old boy in England who he was, like, picking stalls at his grandfather's barn uh, and selling the horse manure from the stalls for $3 on the side of the road. For like a, I think like as a compost thing, like selling yeah. a big bag of manure for $3, take it home to your garden kind of thing. Well, these jerks came and stole all his bags of manure in the night, and it was caught on camera. And the poor kid was, like, so sad. I'm going to read you this quote. He was saving up. He was using the money from the horse manure to buy a laptop. He's in Vermont. No. So this is is his super sad quote in this story. Uh, It it says, I didn't think people would steal all the horse poo. Sad. I never thought I'd be like sad over horse poo. I know. Come on, don't steal. Keep your dog on a leash and don't steal. Okay. If you if you learn anything from this show, we are like on rants today because you're not going to be thankful about mine either. Because mine is about a study about like spurs and nose bands being too tight. Oh, great. Hear it. You're going to ing- anger well, the masses, Jess. I, I know. I'm like, maybe I need to do a news story. Like, <laughs> right now, what What else was new this week? Brighten up. But no, it's kind of, it, mine's kind of interesting. It's not about somebody, like, abusing the horse and stuff. But it's just about, they've done this Danish, a bunch of TDs, licensed TDs in Dana, and Danish TDs did this whole study about tight nose bands, uh, blood or hair loss due to spurs. And bits, like lesions in the side of the lips or mouth, 
for the horses. And they did, it was pretty interesting. They did like over 3000 horses and kind of the study's still ongoing, but it still was interesting to find out that like dressage actually had the highest percentage of horses that had some type of bit or noseband tightness or something like, mm-hmm. I guess the nosebands were too tight most likely, or their bits were too jacked up that they had lesions and endurance was the least amount uh, wow. due to horses. And then in ponies, dressage was even higher. It was 16%, but endurance was 12% for ponies. So like, I guess the ponies, it was a little bit harder or more. Wow. I'm not quite sure why that the nosebands and the bits like just took a bit more pressure on them. But it was different. It was interesting that basically saying that it can cause damage. Obviously, we all know this, but that there weren't as with the spurs and whips, which I thought would be higher out of the 77 percent of horses that are the riders that use their spurs. Only three percent of the horses actually had hair loss and less one percent. So like in competitions, people are doing the right thing. Interesting. So I think our whole you know, too tight a nose, man. Everything's going in the right direction with all of these new rules and everything, which is kind of a good thing. But it's still interesting to see that the statistics are a little higher than what they kind of wanted in Danish yeah. study. It's huh. cool that they're doing those studies too. I think that's really yeah. important to have that yeah. information. Totally. And I think that that's what they kind of were saying is like, this is just one of the many studies that they want to go ongoing with saying, look, we want to make sure we're keeping our riders in check and they're doing it over a couple of different competitions and everything. And so, you know, stats aren't that high, which is really, really good. Yeah. That's, that's good. So not, not a bad one. I'm just teasing, but it, by the way, mine was about <laughs> to start. It was sad. <laughs> All right. So on our last episode, we mentioned a uh, summer cooling bundle prize pack that we're going to give away because it's really important to not only stay cool, but to protect yourself from the harmful UV rays and, harsh sunlight. So we are giving away um, a bundle of things from some of our brand partners. We are, we were actually going to mention the winner this episode, but we decided to promote it a little bit more and give you guys another chance to enter. So um, don't forget, it's just in exchange for signing up for our daily email newsletter, The Brief. And it's super awesome and quirky and a great collection of news items, both horsey and non-horsey. And you can win an Equine style cool shirt, um, some sunscreens, uh, soothe and refresh from Rodan and Fields, and two Kensington UVator masks with 90% UV protection. So all you have to do is go to heelsdownmag.com, sign up your email for the brief, and you are entered to win. All right, guys. So I'm super excited. I know a lot of you probably have seen this person on the internet before, and I promise you'll understand it in just a second. Aaron Barber is a 32-year-old amateur writer from Rochester, New York. He owns an off-track thoroughbred named Thade. He's a vet tech by day, a designer by night, and occasionally dabbles in modeling. If that doesn't ring a bell, you might remember him as the viral male of OTTB Connect on Facebook. <laughs> so, Aaron, without further ado, how's it going? Welcome to Happy Hour. Hello, hello, and thank you for having me. Super excited to uh, sit here and chat with you ladies. Man. So. So, Aaron, you've been uh, upgraded because the fr- this is the second time we've talked about you on the ho- on the show. The first time you were a news item when you became yes. famous in the OTTB Connect Facebook. Yes, <laughs> it happened literally within a blink of an eye. I'm, I, I, it was crazy, absolutely crazy. Did you even know? I mean, did you have any idea when you posted that selfie? Because it's it's cute. I mean, it's like a cute selfie from the back of his horse, and I think it got like two thousand likes. 
And I'm like was, looking at all my friends that have liked this post. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the likes are one thing, but honestly, I had no idea. So a friend of mine at the barn, Amy, she's like, you should totally post on this website. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I just happened to that one day my horse was off. He was off for like two weeks and I'm like, we're going for a trail ride. And I'm like, let me snap a selfie. And, you know, I'm like, I threw it on my normal Facebook website. And then Amy's like, you need to put that on OTTB Connect now. And I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Next thing you know, besides <laughs> the likes. Famous last just, words. These comments <laughs> that were strolling through that feed was absolutely insane. So I had like this whole sidebar conversation with like four other groups. People are calling me and texting me and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. like, I have no idea. Johnny. That's amazing. People uh, people were like losing it. Like they'd never seen, it. seen a, uh, a good looking a guy man on a horse. horse, horse. <laughs> People were going crazy. It was the oh, it was so funny. It was amazing. I cannot. It was amazing. I mean, literally, I was pissing my pants. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Pure so, entertainment. But, I mean, it's great because I just feel like when people post in the OTTB Connect group, like if it's a popular subject, you just like they just latch onto it, and it's just like it. You just got to ride the wave, and it looks like you have because it it seems like you've kind of had a presence in there, and you've got quite a fan club going on now. Yeah, it's funny now. So I don't really post a lot, and when I do post a lot, even in my own personal Facebook, it's just about me and my horse. You know, I'm not doing anything for any kind of attention. Just to put that clear, this isn't for me getting friend requests and like putting my name out there. It's literally because. I love my horse. 100%. Aww. He is my, Aww. he is my, my guy. So, you know, when I put stuff up there, it's just purely about, you know, me being an equestrian, me doing what I absolutely love and just sitting in that saddle and just having, you know, one-on-one -on -one experience. But, you know, when I do put stuff up there, it's mainly because this is, he's my life, you know, and I spend half my time with him when I can. So. So why don't, tell us about him. Uh, when did you get him? Why do you ride eventing? What's he like? So, so, I mean, I grew up riding my whole life and I never thought I could event because I never thought I was good enough. I started kind of doing jumping a little bit, hunter jumpers, and then discovered eventing, I don't know, three, four years ago, I think it was. And I never owned a horse because I never thought I could own a horse. I'm like, I can't own a horse. Way too expensive. This is crazy. And, you know, my old barn, I finally, I found him through a friend of mine who works at the racetrack and he's nine years old. He was nine, oh, I'm sorry, 10 when I got him. He's 12 now. I've had him about two years. And I've seen this horse go through a transformation like no other. I mean, him and I are completely Aww. bonded. You know, he used to bite me. He used to run away with me. He used to be a total a-hole. And <laughs> now I can pretty much do everything with him. I can send it his tummy. I can scratch every area. I can touch his pole, his ears. He's just this big old love. And him and I are just connected at the hip. I absolutely love it. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so sweet. He, so he's 12. He raced nine years, made a lot of money. And now he's wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's so awesome. he's a war horse. Yeah, he, he really he did it. Most certainly is. And he, he's actually, what's cool about him, too, is that we just started getting into our eventing because I took a year of just really bonding and sitting down with him and saying, hey, man, this is you and I. And he has a <laughs> he has a fracture in his uh, in his ankle, but we're still jumping. And whoever did his surgery did a fantastic job. And he's he's been sound besides a few abscesses over the winter because you know how that goes. But mm. he's he's amazing. So. So I do, I have one question and this yes. is because uh, <laughs> when you posted in the Facebook group, I'm not going to lie. I stalked your page immediately. Um, yeah. I, I didn't comment. <laughs> I did too. It's I fine. Just, yeah. 
But uh, you have some very like fancy man photos on your Facebook page where you fancy have this man like photos. long, fancy beautiful, man like curly have... lion's mane of hair. Can you... Yeah, so I make many people very envious of my life. So I had, <laughs> I had, unfortunately, I did went through a Britney moment back in January. And oh no, you didn't! <laughs> you shaved it I, all off. I, I, I was I was drinking way too much with buddies of mine, and I was sitting in the kitchen. And it was January first, and I said, "Let's cut my hair off. We're doing this right now." We took a pair of you know paper scissors and a beard trimmer, and I was half in the bag. No. And we, oh, we took no. so th- this was a live Facebook, and there was like fourteen hundred viewers, and people were freaking out. And like <laughs> I had my hairstylist <laughs> calling me. She's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I, there was so many emotions that went through that whole thing. It was insane. I woke up the next morning. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets? <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Has that, so, has that affected your modeling career? Just curious, because you did well, have beautiful hair. I, I literally had the most amazing hair ever. But unfortunately, I have to redo my headshots now, because all my headshots are all long, flowing, blonde, curly hair. So, Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so as far as modeling goes, I, it's, it's more of a fun thing for me. I have never really pursued it because I'm just not that person. I don't like being in the spotlight, as, as funny as that sounds. So occasionally, like, I'll get people call me like, hey, do you want to uh, do, like, a runway show or model in a suit or something silly like that? I'm like, yeah, you know, if I have time, I'll do it. But, you know, it's kind of just a little side gig that I like to play into. But... I actually love doing photo shoots. They're a ton of fun, and I work with some really cool photographers. So, and I get some great shots out of it too, just from personal use. So it's fun. So that's super awesome, Aaron. And it sounds like you've got like a good coach, and you're exploring the eventing thing. So, I mean, is that kind of your goal is to progress through the levels with that, or what do you want to get out of your writing career? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm writing with Carrie Whaley currently um, up in Scottsville, New York, and. By far the most amazing trainer. I've been to two barns. She's my third, and I plan on staying for a very long time. Um, top-notch she- facility. Training is amazing. She just she knows what she's doing. And I have never progressed so far and so fast with my horse than I have with her. So I'm oh. hoping to get you know at least one event in by the end of the summer, maybe do a jumper derby. Um, I got my schooling in. I want to get a hunter pace in. And I'm really taking things slow with them because it's been a huge learning experience for me owning a horse for the first time. And, you know, I don't want to push him. You know, there's no point. He's my lifelong partner. And if, you know, I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> yeah. Shout, no, out, awesome. shout out to Carrie because um, <laughs> I don't even know. Aaron probably knows this, but to our listeners, Doug was actually at Carrie's barn when he went to RIT as well. He was. Oh, cool. I heard the story. He was. Yeah. So we love Carrie. She's an awesome friend. But to our listeners, <laughs> Doug was actually at Aaron's Barn years and years ago. Before Aaron Small was Small freaking world, actually, man. He, world. he was so the original to... Aaron. He was the original OTTP Connect. Yeah. Sorry, Doug. You lost your status. No, I don't. Actually, funny story is, so about two years ago, Doug was there for a schooling clinic, and he was down in the jump field. And I was there actually watching, and Carrie was riding, and I was there watching a friend of mine. And Doug didn't have the schedule for the day. So I'm like, oh, I have it on my phone. So I'm like, Doug, give me your phone number. So I still have Doug's phone number in my phone. <laughs> you, you, should you should just, just text, text him. him. You should just text right? him. He probably has no idea who I am, but I was like, no, no, no I'll take your phone number. Totally fine. I'll, I'll keep it safe. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it safe. Oh, my God. So. I saved it forever. (laughs) I don't think Doug could pull off the man bun like you pulled off the man bun. Well, and I do have a question about that. How did, like, 
functionality wise, how did you put all that in a helmet? I let it all hang out, girlfriend. Really? <laughs> like out the really? back? Well, wow. no, I, no, I would, I would, it was, I would put it in a, just a low, a low man bun. Okay. A low nice. man bun. Like the dressage right. queens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have to put mine up. Like I'm the hunter princess. Mine's got to go Me all too. up in there. Like, it's... <laughs> well, it never, it never fit in my helmet. So I just had to wear, wear a really low, like bun. I get and my I did... helmet resized with my hair all the way up. Yep. Oh, <laughs> what you gotta do. There's a process. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, There's a whole process your hair back out. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't very proficient with my hair and my helmet. I just kind of did it. You know, I'm a man. No. You know, I'm kind of grimy. I'm kind of, you know, I have my beard and my hair, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Okay. Well, Aaron, we do have one more question to ask you. Um, you got could it. potentially be a little uncomfortable, but we're just going to go for it. We're going to roll with it. We have an ongoing thing of, you know, we like to talk about what type of underwear is best to ride in. And, yeah. you know, we're all girls. So, you know, we, we always welcome male opinions because, you know, it's a little different. So we don't get that recommendation. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. First, ask me, what do you ride in? Okay. Like, yeah, what yeah, type yeah. of underwear? What is yeah, your right. setup? What's your, and so, what's your so if I, if I, if I wear no underwear, that's completely irrelevant. You can no. wear no underwear. <laughs> I mean, no, that's, that's definitely one of the answers down there. So we yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. So actually I wear, um, I wear a boxer brief and they're, I would call them like a booty short. So they're not super long. They just kind of cut my butt and keep me in and nice and safe, you know? <laughs> okay. So right is there. there no back to like our underwear, like thongs, bangs? Holding. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a brand that's so good for like men like that? You know, I just use basic either Reebok or I have Aussie bum or. Um, Aussie bum. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, good old classic Hanes, you know, can't go wrong oh, with those. Can't go wrong with Hanes. Hanes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. As long as everything stays in place, I'm a happy camper. Sounds good. <laughs> that's a whole other realm for us. Yeah, right. That's a whole. That's, that's a whole unfamiliar other, territory here. That's a whole other podcast. Right? We're like, yeah, we're we're not sure about that. <laughs> oh man. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and being subject to our ridiculousness here at Happy Hour. <laughs> really. Uh, it was my pleasure. It. Thank you for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. Well, we can take uh, follow the OTTB Connect Facebook group. We'll be taking a look for your next selfie. I think everybody's uh, looking forward to it. He, now so, he can come on the lounge. He can come on the oh, lounge. Oh, yeah. Posting his yeah. Post, post your pictures in our group for sure. Yes, yeah. I will. Absolutely. You can, be yeah. our, you can be our hashtag Man Candy Monday and then just do it. You can just yeah. run wild. There you go. We so don't need to go to Monday. another group. Every Monday we get new pictures. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I can totally do awesome. that. Awesome. All right. Deal. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you, girls. It was so much fun. So nice meeting you all. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Whether you need a water solution for one horse in a stall, two in the backyard, or 40 head in the pasture, the classic equine by Richie line of waterers provide trouble-free, worry-free access to water on demand. Visit classicequinebyrichie.com for additional information. Richie, fresh water for life. All right, guys. So we got a really great question in the Facebook group this week uh, that I want to talk to you about, which specifically deals with uh, horsemanship. And like when you see someone doing something that you don't really know, like it kind of blurs the line of is this horse abuse or is this just a training method you're not sure? Like, is it like an old school method that you've never seen before? So I want to very quickly read this this listener's question and then we're going to dive into it. And I'm curious to hear what you 
what you have to say. So this reader says, I work at a private horse farm. I've been, um, the people who own the farm have owned it for years. They're older, they're in their 70s. Uh, but recently this person has been uh, watching them ride and she was like standing on the side of the arena watching them ride this one time. And it was during an hour long lesson. And for the first 10 minutes, she saw that the trainer was just pulling on one rein and making the horse like do a circle just by pulling on that one rein. And she said the rein was pulled really hard and the horse's neck was cranked very clearly to one side. And she just didn't see any reason to do this. Like what, what kind of progress that could bring or, you know, what, how is that good for the horse? She didn't say that it was very clear that the horse wasn't being beaten. Like it wasn't being whipped or anything like that, but she felt terrible watching this horse with its neck cranked in. And she wasn't sure, um, why anyone would use this type of method, I guess, uh, when training a horse, because it's very clearly different than what she knows. Um, and she just wasn't sure at this point, like, should she say something to the barn owner and the trainer or should she not? So when I read this the first time, I thought it was really interesting because I had I've just interviewed Tick Maynard at Kentucky when we were there for the three day event. And Tick just wrote this book that came out literally just this week. Um, and it's all about his horsemanship practices, which I think are really important when you're when we're talking about something like this. So when I interviewed Tick, I was really impressed with how he um, he basically is the type of person who is willing to learn from anyone in any discipline. So Tick wrote this Europe column in the June issue of Heels Down Mag, if you guys haven't downloaded it yet. And he really sp- I was really struck by what he what he said, which basically said, do not judge someone else who uses practices that just based on something that you're not aware of or you don't know yourself, whether it's like draw reins or using a carrot stick. If you've never used it before, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. And I don't know how helpful that advice is to, you know, the person who's who wrote in with this question, because we are taught when you see something that's wrong and when you see abuse, you're supposed to say something. But I'm curious what you guys think, Sally and Jess. Well, I think a lot of times it's really hard to know, you know, what exactly, like, you don't know, is the horse trying to rear? Is the horse trying to buck? Like, are they just pulling its head into, like, keeping a vine? And, you know, I don't know the situation. I don't know if there was reason for it. But I know there's a lot of times that people think, oh, they're getting after the horse really aggressively. Well, the horse might actually not take it usually like you know what I mean like they might be one of those that's really tough really tough headed you can't just sit there and go oh I'm really nice like I'm gonna do this it will kill you you know there's so many horses that if you try to be super sweet to in this like you're gonna get hurt in that kind of situation and I know a lot of people might disagree that you know there's this situation but I've seen a lot of horses that are aggressive and they've just been, you know, they were feral for so long that they weren't broke till they were a lot later, or, you know, they were abused themselves or something that you kind of have to take a different approach and people don't know it unless you're in that situation. So you don't know what underlying thing was going on because she wasn't riding the horse. So uh, not that I have really enough to say, but a lot of times what I would say in that situation is just maybe ask and just say, Hey, you know, I'm trying to learn. I'm always trying to learn. Yeah. Ask why. And that's so, a good idea. Yeah. You know, so if you ask why, like, it's not like you're going and saying you're doing something wrong and this is it because 
if you ask why in a very quiet kind of manner and just really wanting to know, because I don't think you can say it in like a condescending way. Like, I hope that you are actually trying to figure out like different scenarios, how to teach horses different things that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you (laughs) see somebody with a carrot stick or draw reins or in this scenario with their head cranked, there might be a very logical reason of why they're doing it because all of those different aids might be useful for certain horses. It's also like a moment in time too. It's hard to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you see this horse in like a uh, one stride or five strides. It's like hard to understand like in this specific moment, they might've had to reinforce one thing yeah. to the point where they exaggerate it and then they let go. It's, you know, it's hard to know, but what about yeah, and my, my thing is just like through all the trainers that I've kind of seen and I've, I've had a lot of trainers that have their education from, you know, Germany and Australia and a lot of other countries. And so there's all different sorts of methodology at work. Um, and so one thing that I always did is first of all, your gut is really powerful. And if you have the ability to look at something logically and say like, okay, what is my gut telling me here? Is my gut telling me that this person is a terrible human and they're abusing a horse? You know, I think a lot of people, your intuition is actually pretty correct a lot of times. But the other thing that I would say is, you know, like you guys have said, it's just a moment in time. And I would say, okay, have I ever seen this person ride this horse before? If I'm really concerned, um, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly where I'm at with my opinion, then I'm going to probably try and watch that person ride that horse again and see or watch that person ride another horse and see if this is just kind of how they do things. Are they just really rough? Or was that a particular instance? Like, I mean, I just think that there's so much more to look at. Um, you know, like, for example, I used to have a, a there was a trainer at a barn that I was at when I was younger. And she had a, a little bit of an unconventional, in my opinion, way of kind of loosening and suppling laterally when she was when she was warming up. And honestly, when you first observe it, it looks a little weird because the horse's neck is kind of overbent. And it's, it, you know, sometimes they kind of resist and she has to get a little after them. But so I, I kind of what took Jess's advice and I was like, hey, so like, why do you do that? I'm just curious because I've never seen that before. And she explained it and she kind of, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but it actually made a lot of sense. And as I watched her ride more horses through these issues, I could see the method working. Um, again, I think it's just you have to pay attention to your gut and say and, and the track record of the person that you're watching because that that all there's a big picture to look at. Okay, so I know I mentioned this, I think, in our last episode, um, and I wanted to do a little bit more research before I really talked about it, but I'm so excited because I was at Tammy Smith's barn out here in California, beautiful facility. Um, So she has uh, Nick Swick, who just moved from the East Coast back out here to California, and Nick is basing out of uh, Next Level Eventing. Um, So he is training one of my friends. And so I went out to the barn a couple weeks ago and he was giving flat lessons to my friend and her daughter. And he asked her to go into Tammy's barn and grab a resistance band. And I'm thinking like you guys have seen those bands that people have started using around the horse's back legs. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Well, she comes out and it's like a legitimate, just a regular run of the mill resistance band, like what I would use at the gym. And so, you know, the rubber resistance bands, they're different weights. So there's different stiffnesses basically, so- and you can use them. Let Sorry, me ask go a ahead. question because I'm not like a, a good gym person. So <laughs> I'm thinking like resistance bands where you it's basically like a big rubber band, right? That you use to yeah. pull and like. Yeah. So it's basically you're right. It's like a giant rubber band. And so like to relate it to uh, to us, like I have no butt. And so I've been literally working on it for the last year. And so what I'll do is I'll put the band around my thighs when I go on the elliptical and it really kind of helps isolate muscles that. Like, I don't even know. I don't ask me how it works, but it does. So 
Um, they're really cool and they've kind of taken off for just all sorts of body workouts. But what Nick was doing was he was having the girls put the band around their wrists and then ride dressage. So this whole so you con- have to tie it. No, 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 no. It's just. It just it's loops. like a rubber band. Yeah. yeah. It's you just oh, yeah. slide your hands. It's a circle band. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So there's no there's no restriction. You're not stuck. It's not like that. Um, so this whole concept is brought about by this girl. Her name is Britta Peterson. She's from New Zealand originally. She's a physical therapist. Um, and she's out here in South uh, Southern California. And so she actually went up to Tammy's barn and kind of did a clinic and showed different exercises with the bands. And one of them was the wrist. And so what you do is you put it around your wrist and you ride and it really kind of isolates your core and your back. And it makes you kind of really use your upper body instead of your hands. And it was crazy because I literally watched, I watched Nick teach two lessons and then I watched Nick ride a horse with the band. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Because I cannot even tell you how... I don't know, still the horses, like one of my friend's daughter kind of struggled a little bit with, with doing a little bit of back and forth too much with her hands. And you could see her horse's nose wiggling. Like I kid you not within 10, 15 minutes of warming up still, it was crazy. Really? Yeah. And so I talked to Britta. Um, there's an article that's going to go up on heelsdownmag.com and I'll link to like videos and pictures. Cause I know it's hard for you guys to picture exactly what it looks like. Yeah. But it's really interesting because Britta kind of talked about the importance of core stability, postural stability is what she called it. And when my friend put the band on for the first time, she's like, God, I feel like I'm doing a bench press. And it literally, I swear, it looks so silly because she's just standing there holding her reins and there's just a band around her arms. You would never think that it was difficult at all. It's crazy. So I... I just watched the the Instagram video of like yeah. watching this girl ride dressage. It, it is amazing. I'm yeah. I would be very curious to try it because I am that type of person. Like the second that I get nervous or you know, like you have like a inconsistent moment, I want to grab. Like I want to yeah. tighten my grip, and I feel like yeah. that would be the reminder to be like, nope, sit tall, engage your core, ride yeah. forward. You because know, because what happens is you're you're basically what you have to do is you have to keep your wrist so that the tension in the band remains the same. So if you put your hands too close together, then it's going to be too loose and the band's going to slide around. So it really forces you to keep your hands still. And then in kind of a, what they call a neutral position. And Nick made a comment and he was like, I, he's been using them at that point. He'd been only using them for a couple of weeks. And he's like, I cannot even tell you how much I didn't realize I used my hands like in improperly basically. So I just thought it was fascinating. I haven't personally tried it yet. um, But like I said, I've watched several people ride. And if I hadn't, if it hadn't been their first time, I would have been like, okay, that's, that's cool. Like whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So, but it was really interesting. But anyway, so Britta is really cool. She's, um, but she actually launched her own line of bands because she says that the traditional resistance bands are, are 12 inch loops. And she wants her, the ones for equestrians to be 10 inch loops because then it puts your hands on a little bit more of a neutral position. So, um, you can check out her, her clinic it's performancephysiques.com and it just has some information on her and, and her philosophy because she is also a writer as well. So that's kind of where the crossover comes from, but it's just really cool. And it's interesting to see how people are really integrating other aspects of fitness with their writing. Cause it's really important. So we had a really uh, interesting question that Ashley posed that I wanted to do for a mailbag that I kind of, I have some ideas, but I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it. So Ashley wrote, has anyone ever had issues with their horse leaning back in the trailer to bite the other horses? 
I have a slant load and one of the horses mauled the other ones back to the point where the bite marks are so deep he's not rideable until they heal. Moving the horse's slots isn't doable and currently the trailer tie is a bungee style system and there's no way to order a replacement in time for our next haul. So I kind of wondered what you guys' thoughts were. My ideas were since it's a bungee and he can kind of lean on it, is taking like a lead rope and doing like a cross tie system or changing the bungee to the other side and seeing if that helps. Uh, either of those were kind of ideas I had. I didn't know because I've had in the past horses kind of lean back and once we either switched it to the other side or did the cross tie system where you tied them on both sides, that has helped. Have you guys had any luck? So I have not really, the only issue I've ever had to deal with was actually in kind of a different situation that it wasn't a straight load or a slant load. But the only thing that I could think of was maybe trying a, maybe like grazy muzzle because that kind of obviously keeps their mouth shut, but they can still access hay, you know, if they needed to. Now, I don't have any experience with that, but that's kind of my first instinct is to maybe try that to at least keep the mouth shut. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think both of your ideas are something I would try. I had a like a fellow boarder at my barn had this problem too. And it's she ended up selling her trailer and getting a straight load because she could not cure the horse of the habit. Really? Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He was so bad no matter what she did. Um, so she just said, you know, screw it and got the straight load. But I wonder, could she switch the horses? You know, like, I don't know how, yeah. what, their, what their weight is difference, you know, for them to trailer, but I wonder if you could switch them, switch their spots. Right. So you. maybe it's not as easy for the one to reach over. The I one don't know. to lean over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think the, the two cross ties, the grazing muzzle, I mean, those are all good ideas. Yeah. Well, Ashley, let us know kind of what you end up seeing or if either of these work, we'd love to hear your thoughts again and everyone else please send us an email. We love the mailbag questions. So go to hello at heelsdownmedia.com. All right, guys. So it's time for Rose and Thorn. It's that time. So Favorite time. I hey. know. You guys got something good to talk about? Um, I could go, I guess. Okay. Um, so my Rose this week is that I'm headed up north to a show. Um, my best friend is taking her horse up to run training level. Hopefully one of his last ones, fingers crossed, um, up at Shepherd Ranch this weekend. So I am going to go with her and it's going to be super awesome. So I'm really excited about that. And um, I guess, well, my thorn is that the whole reason why I'm free to do these things is that my boyfriend is going to be off on the on the ship for like a week starting this Thursday. So he'll be gone. Um, and then I'm super bummed also because I just found out he's going to be gone for four months later this summer. So we oh, just got yikes. yeah, oh. so he will be off making the world a better place, hopefully. And, um, I will be here maybe not doing that, but at least one of us is, <laughs> I feel like I feel like when your significant other leaves the house for the first time, like in a while, like my husband just went on a golf trip. Not I'm not trying to say it's anywhere close to the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Point. Not even same, close. Same. Ever. No, no, no. But it's like in the beginning, you're like, this is awesome. I'm going to walk around in my underwear and just like do yeah. whatever I want and not do laundry for five days and no one's going to yell at me about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that gets old after like the first day. Yeah, I was going to say then it then what, it Once you have a child, none of that actually happens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> just <Aww>. saying. 
All right, Jess, do you have yours? (laughs) My rose would be cute little Hudson is making so much progress. He's like the cutest thing, but I don't know if he's talking all the time, but my new favorite thing is he's gotten this new Ford little truck that he rides around with Nolan in it. It is the cutest thing. So I guess my rose this week would be watching Hudson's progress because it's the cutest thing. And then my thorn would be it's not terrible, but it, it is a thorn because it's just a pain. My parents are selling the farm that we're at in Aiken, the beautiful Bridal Creek farm, because we're going to move to North Carolina, hopefully eventually soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> one day. <laughs> so, one day, like pumping any day now. So we are like getting the place spiffied up and pressure, pressure washers were here. So we had to stage the whole house. So it has been an undertaking. So I guess that'd be my thorn. Aww. A lot of work. A lot of work. Lots Absolutely. of work. So I guess my rose is I took Mikey to a horse show uh, last weekend, and he I was saw the pictures. He looked. He so was good. so good. It was crazy. Like I almost don't even believe it that it was real. But he was wonderful. Um, and he he is so healthy. He is like the healthiest he's ever been. And I it just makes my heart swell that I, he's just healthy and can be like a normal baby horse where he could be scary because he's so healthy and fit now that he could throw me off where he couldn't before. (laughs) But but he was really wonderful over the weekend. It was just a really good learning experience. It was his first sleepover horse show at like a, a, a much bigger venue. And he was just awesome. He just really rose to the occasion and we had a really great time. So, and he was sweating. And he's sweating a lot. Yeah, no, he's doing great. So uh, I feel like knock on all the wood everywhere that he's sweating and things are good. So um, my thorn is, um, I guess I'll just bring it back to today, which is a very mundane thing to do. But I had jury duty for the first time ever in my life today. And, uh, you know, I was like, this will be interesting. Like, I'm a journalist. I'm interested in like meeting people and you know what I mean? Like being a people watcher person. So I thought like, this will be an interesting day, but there is just no way to make it interesting. <laughs> Expectation versus reality. Oh, man. <laughs> For like the first three hours of my day, I just watched people eat free cheese danishes like over and over again. Like just, I, I don't know. That was my day. So I survived though. So jury duty, man. You made it through. You I made did. it through. I had that a few weeks ago and it was I was going to say, but... yeah, what was your like what what was it, your day like? It was fine. I mean, it was honestly like way less of a hassle than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was a hassle because I was I think I was there till about 2:30 or so. I got down there at like 7:40, 7:30. Um, but it was just a lot of sitting around waiting. I mean, yeah. I I I would have been cool with getting some like super top-notch like crazy case, but I mean, it was probably going to be like some stupid neighbor trespassing thing or something. So it probably is better off that I didn't get chosen. <laughs> yeah. Man, I know. <laughs> but it is an all day thing. It sucks. But. Yeah. It just takes your day away and it's all day convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you, at least we both got out alive. No cases. We're good. Exactly. Yeah. Cheers so. to that. <laughs> cheers to that. And cheers to Aaron. <laughs> he was great. Yeah. Today. He <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> he can come back anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> So if you want to hear more from us, check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone. You can download it on iTunes or Google Play or check it out on our website at heelsdownmag.com. 
We'll be releasing new episodes of Heels Down Happy Hour on the second and last Fridays of each month. Did you know you can get the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone? Search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. All right, guys. So super thanks to our sponsors, Eco Gold and Classic Equine by Richie. And that's it. That's a wrap for today. Yay. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.